Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James B. Friel. I am excited to join you today with none other than my podcast co-host, Mr. Dean Holland. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I am here. Dean. How are you? I had a moment of panic. I hit the, uh, I mean, I was playing the trumpets for you. Obviously, it's not a sound effect. I actually played the and uh, I can hear our guest Stacy laughing already. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to get through this. And Sorry, man. It's all right. It's all right, Stacy. And Dean and and it didn't. The trumpet didn't play at first, and I panicked. I was like, I don't know if you heard, but I almost didn't know whether I should come on or do I just stay quiet. It's like I don't know what to do in that kind of situation. Me neither. This is uh, it's uncharted territory. Uh, well, so so today, as you know, we are joined by a uh, absolutely fascinating and uh, lovely human being, Stacy Martino, who uh, it has helped tens of thousands of people in all different types of relationships um, improve the quality of their lives and their relationships. And uh, hopefully, Dean, if we're lucky, she'll help us improve our podcast co-host relationship today. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's awesome to be here with you both. I, did, I just want to say, James, just before we do get started, because I'm a little bit unsure about this show today. You see, regular listeners of the show will know that, typically speaking, you and I are the ones that bring couples together. That's right. And so yeah. this, is a, this is a strange one. It's kind of like, mm, who's going to be the expert here? You and I, Stacy. I don't know. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> I, I do think uh, there's a temptation to just mute Stacy's mic and you and I can carry on talking. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, yeah, everything I just said is factually true. Right, exactly. Stacy, uh, what have you gotten yourself into today? <laughs> oh, you know what? With you guys, it could be anything. I'm all up for it. Let's do it. That's right. All right. So hold on. So let's take things from the beginning here. What got you into what you're doing right now? Because relationships for me are uh, non-logical, and so I sort of stay away from them as much as possible. I prefer numbers and spreadsheets, and you're on the other side of the spectrum. So how do you do your magic? Yeah, so basically, it's kind of something that sometimes shocks people, but uh, I got into this kicking and screaming. I did not want to be any part of it. (laughs) I did not grow up wanting to be a relationship expert by any stretch of the imagination, Uh, I was actually a corporate tax consultant in corporate tax technology and mergers and acquisitions Um, and (laughs) not wanting to do any work ever thinking anything like this was going to be part of my destiny. Um, But this calling found me. I certainly did not find it. Um, And the weight of the calling eventually became insurmountable. Basically, what happened was 20 years ago, Paul walked out. He was done with our relationship. He was walking out the door. 
And it was the worst experience of my entire life. I've never felt as much pain as I felt uh, possibly losing my one chance that I felt was at love with the love of my life. And it was a very big wake up call for me. And out of a moment of desperation, I just figured, you know what? I got to fix this. Uh, it's me. It's got to be me. I got to fix this. And I just went all in. I was a personal development junkie. So I just took a personal development approach to like somebody has to have figured this out already. And I studied every book, went to every course. If there was a speaker, my butt was in the seat. And I literally single-handedly saved my marriage. And I had no idea that was even possible. And because we almost lost everything, Paul and I then put our marriage first and dove in together and created what we now call like our unshakable love and unleashed passion, but it was just for us. It wasn't until we had kids and started seeing family after family after family with like real kids, little kids, like our kids age, families breaking up where we know that if they were just blessed to have gone through the training that we went through, if they just knew what we knew, you know, maybe those families wouldn't have to break apart. I don't know. Maybe they would, but then maybe they wouldn't. And I just, uh, one day Paul, who's, such a passionate man is the one who came to me and he's like, I can't watch another person go down in flames like this. When I feel like we could have done something, we have to figure this out. So we figured out how we would teach it, what we would do. We created our toolbox, our eight step system. And we've been helping tens of thousands of people since then, helping only one person in the relationship transform the relationship without needing the partner to do any work with them. Well, I think I think that's one of the one of the cool things that I uh, I understand about how you guys work is most uh, you know most people have like this really negative slant on uh, you know counseling or therapy. Yeah, no, no question. Right, and oh, yeah. uh, and and the reason is like uh, you know I, I've never done it myself, but you know know people who have gone in and done it, and they just say you know it's just like it's just so like ah uh, painful, horrible. Doesn't work. <laughs> That's awful. So, so how did so, so you've taken a total different approach where you say, okay, you're the person who wants to you know sort of transform, focus on you, and then that creates an amazing waterfall effect. Is that right? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, first of all, I, I I'm so with you, and, and it's one of those terrible old style things to think of relationship work like therapy um, where everybody's just walking through hours and hours of pain and tears and it doesn't work anyway. So why would you put yourself through that? Um, what we found is that couples work is actually very destructive. And when one person does the work, it's very productive. Um, and so, yeah, what we teach is strategies for you and how you relate to other people in the world around you. Cause personal development is awesome. But if you don't understand how to relate to a person, especially someone of the opposite sex, which is practically a different species than how you were born um, and, and how your brain works and how you're wired. If you don't understand how to relate to them, it's a ton of unnecessary suffering. You know, the masculine and feminine are polar opposites and nobody gives us a handbook for how to do this. Um, and so that's kind of what we do is we give you the blueprint and the playbook for how to master yourself. And how to master how you relate to other people in the world around you in a way that creates thriving relationships instead of a lot of kerfuffle. Which, uh, which sounds amazing. And I know mostly you're geared towards, uh, you know, intimate personal relationships. But I got to ask you a serious question. Is there any hope for 
Dean and I. <laughs> <laughs> I just honestly, we have just a very difficult time, um, and uh, and I don't know. I, I'm I'm beginning to think throwing in the towel might be the right option. For well, us. I, I I'm just going to throw something in here. I actually have a very different opinion. There was something Stacy said, and it was actually the second time I've heard it, and that was when she said "unshakable love" and "unstoppable passion." I think that's actually been our <laughs> nickname since we began this show. I feel like we just need to get back to the roots. Right. Like if we could strip away the things that have happened and uh, get back there. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so in all seriousness, though, Stacey, does your, um, you know, framework and blueprint work for, you know, business relationships and partnerships and things like that? Is it like basically the same basic principles about improving yourself and how you relate to others? Or is it strictly for uh, personal relationship. No, it, it is absolutely about all of your relationships. We have an eight-step system that we teach uh, that works no matter what's going on in your relationship. Oh, step eight of our eight-step system is all about sex. So the other seven steps absolutely apply to all the other relationships in your life um, because it's truly about once you understand how everybody else is wired and how they're wired completely differently than you. And instead of letting that piss you off all the time, um, you start to learn how to work with it and really get the gifts from it. Um, you're happier, they're happier. You can elevate the relationships, certainly in work. If, you're, if you don't know the tools and strategies that we teach, you're flying blind, especially with your team, who, by the way, all are probably wired differently than you if your business is working well, um, and your clients, and getting rid of drama, and really working things in a, a way that everybody's thriving together. Um, but also your relationships with your kids. Sometimes you struggle with one of your kids, and these are the tools and strategies that solve that. You're your folks, your family of origin, we focus certainly on the love relationship because the committed love relationship, um, first of all, is our specialty. And second of all, nobody else will give you the answers that we're going to give you. And third of all, it's the most important thing in the world. Wow. There you go. All right. So, all right. So let me, let me ask you this. Um, I want to get into some of these, uh, some of these tips that we can use both in our uh, personal relationships and in our work relationships and stuff like that. And I love that you take the approach about identifying and understanding that people are unique and there are differences and you and I have had a chance to talk about this. I know. That was so fun. Totally. It's definitely one of my uh, passions. So how, like, what was the, what was the entrepreneurial journey for you like? Cause we haven't really touched on that sort of thing yet. Like you were a corporate tax person <laughs> and, and now you're like very, very, you and Paul are running a very successful business. Was, was that a difficult transition for you? Um, I've always been super entrepreneurial, um, mostly because in the immature phases of that, I just didn't want anyone else telling me what to do um, because I don't work well in that environment in my immature phase, uh, which uh, back then my nickname was the Ice Princess, so not exactly the Stacy that you know me to be today. <laughs> That's how my marriage almost failed. Ice Princess doesn't exactly come with a manual for awesome love relationships. Um, <laughs> but it made me a killer in corporate accounting in the big four. I mean, like, I was really kicking ass taking names. Oops, sorry, that's not cool. Um, so uh, transitioning to entrepreneurship was fantastic for me, except that um, my gift is absolutely in relationships. Uh, not a gift I chose, just kind of happened that way. Um, and uh, through 20 years of study of personal development, that's what developed. Um, but I had no idea how to do the marketing and the business side. Um, and so we've had to learn that. Um, and Paul was not entrepreneurial by wiring. Uh, that has been a learned skill from him, for him, and he loves it. Um, 
and people always ask us like, you know, boy, in the last five years, you guys have kind of shot off like a rocket. How did that happen? I will say that we started this work as a mission five years before that. And it was really about realizing that as long as I'm in corporate, uh, there's only so many people I can serve, you know, nights and weekends when I have a husband that I actually love to spend time with and children. Um, and so becoming a company and having this as a business and scaling was really the only way that we can serve the people that we need to serve. So I'm a huge believer in modeling, finding out who's done it already and how they've done it well and just modeling exactly what they tell you to do. That's my method. That's what we teach too for the stuff that we're experts in. Uh, and so we've just modeled, we've modeled the best um, and it has been unbelievable, just an unbelievable journey. Well, and, and Dean, as you know, what Stacy's not saying here is the real reason they shot up like a rocket ship is because they started listening to just the kids. <laughs> and I, I yeah, prescribe right. it. I definitely prescribe it regularly. Yeah. So, um, so, so, so Stacy, okay. Like, so, so let's get down to, let's get down to the basics. So, so in, in personal relationships in, in building your team and business relationships, talk a little bit about how you guys help other people, how you guys help people see things from other people's points of view. Cause I feel like that's a very core concept of how you guys go about doing your thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things we do, I mean, we have a, actually a toolbox full of tools for shifting your perspective. Um, but for me, one of the great things, especially in business and in teams, is when you start off, like you and I were talking about the um, Myers-Briggs assessment the other day, we start off having people do like six to eight assessments. And when you do, it's one of the most concretized, to make up that word, uh, ways of definitively showing someone how everybody is wired differently and it's only when you put those pieces of the puzzle together um, do you have something that can really thrive like I'm a huge big idea visionary person and if Paul wasn't the integrator he's the how guy to my why girl uh, nothing would get done um, because as I'm thinking big idea visionary Paul's thinking this is how we're going to do it these are the obstacles this is how I'm going to crush them this is how we're going to move it forward like he's already on the how and like the same example is say uh, Roy and Walt Disney, you know, Walt was the why guy and, and Roy was the how. And until you start to appreciate that you actually need all the different parts and that everybody's supposed to have a skill set different than you, 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 you judge people for thinking, feeling and being different than you are. And judgment, if there's only one thing you take away from this session, although other than the comedy, um, judgment is the one thing that will tip you off into the dark end every single time. The minute judgment comes into your nervous system, you're what we call below the 50% line in your state, that's it, you're hijacked, you're into fight or flight, you're in reactionary mode, no magic comes from below the 50%. And judgment is the thing that puts you below there. The more you elevate yourself, the more you start to look through eyes of wonder and see that everybody is unique for a reason. And instead of letting that aggravate you because they're different than you, or feel different than, um, you know, feel unworthy because they're different than you. When you can start to appreciate the differences in others, you can keep yourself above the 50% line in your state. And now you can truly weave the collaboration of the team that can take it to the stratosphere. Does that serve you? Yeah. So, so why do you think, why do you think the natural tendency is this whole judgment piece and the, the thing that you're talking about has to be learned and 
like why why isn't it natural to just sort of see see the world the way that you're trying to help people shift into yeah so this was handed to us it's just the way that um people have done relationship for a couple thousand years it's what we call demand relationship demand relationship tactics is how everything was done uh for a really long time using things like compromise control, pleasing, manipulation, guilt, protection. It's all fear-based and it's all trying to get other people to do what you need them to do in order for you to feel happy. Um, people, your parents have most likely demand relationship parented you. Uh, school definitely was a demand relationship environment for you. Almost every corporate work environment is a demand relationship environment where you either, you know, the boss says something, the employee doesn't want to do it. They're like, what are you going to do? He's the boss. Either I have to do it and please him or I have to leave. And those are kind of the two options in demand relationship tactics. Either I compromise or please you or I have to go. And people have taken that into relationship, which is why we have a disposable relationship society today. Because unfortunately, demand relationship tactics only worked when one person in the relationship wasn't free to go. And about 40 or 50 years ago, that stopped being true. Everybody became free. And now everybody just picks up and goes when everybody else isn't playing nicely um, because we never really learned how to be in a relationship, do the work and create what we want and stay out of that judgment. And that, that's really how that came about. So what's, so what's the term that you're using that's, uh, that's the, the, new, the, the demand relationship and then what's the, what's the new paradigm? Relationship development. Relationship development. Okay. So, all right. So let's, let's, let's pull this in for, from like a business context. Perfect. If I, you know, we're, we're, you know, our audience is primarily entrepreneurs. Actually, like there's one entrepreneur and Dean's mom who listens. So. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hey, Dean's mom. <laughs> we're talking to those two individuals right now. Um, so for the single entrepreneur who's listening, what, what can they do differently to be more effective at managing and leading those people that are working for them. So here's the thing. The first thing is to get yourself into a place of appreciation instead of judgment. And the way that we do that <clears throat> is instead of moving into our teams with a lot of invisible assumptions, uh, we get very strategic. So invisible assumptions is when you hire somebody and it's not actually framed out. There's no system. There's no specific drawn out outcome, what the outcome is and how you want it done. Um, and you walk into it with a lot of invisible expectations, like how things are going to be done. And when they're not, because they're different than you, you get frustrated, you get um, upset. And it's really about having systems and processes, um, standard operating procedures, when we as the entrepreneur take ownership of making sure that systems and thorough processes are in place, that becomes the framework for us all to move forward better, faster, quicker, or better, faster, better, or thriving, so that we don't have as much kerfuffle. And it's about truly appreciating that there are different roles on your team that need to be different than you. They have to be, or it's not going to be done well, because there's a lot of stuff that we honestly suck at. And we need somebody who's awesome in that area and also need to learn to appreciate that they're going to be, by definition, different than you in order to do that. Um, and anytime you're going into judgment with anyone on your team, just ask yourself one quality question. Where's my personal responsibility in this? The antidote to your judgment is finding your personal responsibility. And don't confuse personal responsibility with blame. Just because it's not your fault 
doesn't mean it's not your personal responsibility to fix it. Everything stops with you. It's your personal responsibility. Well, you uh, admittedly, you had me at when you started speaking my love language with systems and process. That <laughs> <laughs> wanted to get your attention. <laughs> like, like I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm gonna have to send you flowers. <laughs> I have 50 gorgeous red roses behind me, so you've already achieved your goal. <laughs> oh, well, you look at that, Dean. Dean, what did you send, Stacey? Unshakable love. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so talk a little bit about the. You've mentioned this toolbox a couple times, and uh, and I've been waiting to dive into this. What what's in the toolbox? Tools, James. There's tools in the toolbox. Scratch that you, question Jean. from the record. You listen to nothing. Stacy's mentioned this already. She has a toolbox <laughs> of tools. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I, sorry, I don't, I don't know how that we let a Wookiee on the show. We'll have to talk to the producers about that. Um, <laughs> so, the toolbox. What's in the toolbox besides tools? Like, what are the tools? So, uh, well, I and I'm happy to do uh, something with you here. But literally, what's been missing for real people these days is real, actionable, simple tools that you can use to be able to navigate any situation and get to happiness. I mean, that is the key to mastering relationships is to not need anyone or anything else to change outside of you for you to get to happy, but to be empowered with whatever tools you need to be able to navigate whatever comes up and get to happy regardless of how things go. That's real mastery. And so we created um, just about two or 300 proprietary tools over the last 20 years um, that we teach people. And it's a lot of them are masculine feminine tools, because especially if you have a team where there's masculine and feminine on the same team, holy crap on a cracker, you're going to have a ton of kerfuffle if you don't understand the different languages that masculine and feminine speak and how they process. Um, but we have a lot of other tools as well um, that are really built to help you just get a simple result in a way that nobody ever taught you. I think this is where me and James clash. With my masculinity, we seem to uh, have a bit of a divide between us. Yeah, it's true. It's it's odd for me to deal with Dean. He's you know, he claims masculinity, but he has these very delicate feminine features, <laughs> and so it sort of turns me upside down. I'm not sure what's going on. So, 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 so Stacy, like what? What tool, um, so so obviously, you know, we're all on teams where there's men and women and different persons. Yeah, give me a kerfuffle, I'll give you the tool. Well, this is the third time you've said kerfuffle, and I don't think we've ever had anyone else on the show say that. Ever. I like it. I like kerfuffle it. is my uh, playful feminine way of saying, you know, something that happened that really sucks for everybody. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, Dean, make a note of that. You'll want to use that in the future. We use that word in the UK. Kerfuffle? Yeah. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's like a thing. I don't think it's in the dictionary, but it's a thing. Well, it's just, you know, it's a kerfuffle. You would yeah. just sort of is. Okay, so <laughs> all right. So 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 what's the uh what's the tool like for the for the uh, entrepreneur here who's got, you know, a team with with all different, you know, masculine, feminine energy, different personality mm -hmm. types. And I know you've got like hundreds of these tools, which I find absolutely incredible that you guys have gotten this down to such a science you've been able to create 
all those different types of tools. But what's like one or two that we can take today and we can apply in our business and become better leaders and, and better people? Yeah, awesome. So uh, one of them I'll teach you is a tool that we teach called right hand, left hand. Um, James, I don't know if you've heard me do this before, but uh, in a, a real quick nutshell, what happens is uh, there are those of us who are entrepreneurs uh, who tend to, we go through a growth and development journey. You're not going to be a successful entrepreneur, honestly, if you're not going through some kind of growth and development journey. So I'm only talking to you because I know this audience is successful and growing and developing. But what happens is the regular people in your life are not on that same journey. And it tends to create kerfuffle. So you go through a growth and development experience. And, and this happened. I started coaching clients and created this tool about 10 or 15 years ago uh, when they would come out of a big event and they would have this amazing growth and they'd go home and they'd want to vomit all their personal development all over everybody in their regular life uh, who's not really into it. And you've probably all done that. And you know that that experience causes kerfuffle because people don't love that. Um, and what happens is you end up starting to feel a little bit like an alien in the muggle world, so to speak, the rest of the world out there. Can you relate to what I'm saying? Definitely. I uh, especially feel that way when I'm hanging out with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it ends up feeling very lonely. A lot of entrepreneurs describe themselves as the loneliest people or feeling lonely like nobody gets them except other entrepreneurs. And it's very much the same if you're a growth and development type of person. Um, the other people in your life don't get you. And it causes a lot of kerfuffle because when you're with your regular peeps, they don't really feel, you don't feel like they get you. They're not validating you. They don't see you for who you are today. And they actually don't love it either because sometimes they feel like you're pulling away or you're talking about all your stuff, you must think you're better than them, or we're just afraid that they think that we're better than them when we don't think that at all. And it causes a lot of kerfuffle. <laughs> and so unfortunately, a lot of times, even great coaches and mentors will say things like, you know, not everybody is gonna come with you on your personal development journey, and you have to surround yourself with only positive people, and not everybody's gonna get it, or the road less traveled is less traveled for a reason. And that's really a disservice because it's a skill set level to navigate this. Um, and so this is the tool we teach. If you just boys, if you just put out in front of your um, in front of your body, put out both hands, right hand, left hand, palms up. The tool is right hand, left hand. You have actually three primary groups of people in your life. I'm not gonna talk about the toxic folks because it takes too much time, but we'll concentrate on the two primary groups of people in your life. In your left hand is your seventh power group. That's the group you pitch and catch with. They're the ones that are growing with you. Uh, they're the ones that if you uh, need a hand, they will lift, uh, hand, put their hand out and pull you up to your next level. Um, they're also the ones that will get behind you and kick your butt all the way up your mountain if you're not living to your full potential. They're the people who are on the personal development path with you. We refer to them as your seventh power. You guys are seventh power for each other. You have a strong seventh power, so you get that, yes? Yes. In your right hand are your friends and family. Um, they're not on the personal development path. They're probably the largest percentage of people in your life. They've known you the longest. Um, they're just not interested in personal development. That doesn't make them toxic. They're not bad people. They're just not into growth and development and entrepreneurship. Uh, they're the ones who say things like, why don't you get a real job? And this seems like too much trouble. And why are you going through that? And they don't really get you and you feel like an alien around them. Pain happens. Put your hands together. When you don't know what hand you're dealing with and you mess up your role. 
See, when you're with your seventh power, it's about pitching and catching and about growing and thriving and validating and deep conversations about things that are real. But what happens is when you are with your friends and family, but you're treating them like they're your seventh power, you're causing pain for you and for them. It's not them. It's actually us. And it's our responsibility to fix it. When the first step is understanding where you are, are you in your left hand or in your right hand? Just that clarity alone will change the entire situation for you that day. Second thing is know your role. You already know how to be with your seventh power, go for it. When you're with your friends and family, you have two jobs, two, that's it. One is a skill set that all of us need to develop on, which is being able to be the example, which you know how to do, uh, without offering unsolicited advice. <laughs> when nobody's asked for your help, just shut up. Like nobody asked for your help. It's okay. Um, we have a saying when I, I coach other coaches, and I say, if nobody's asked for your opinion, you're not actually coaching. You're just being an a-hole. So just stop. Um, just stop. Be quiet. <laughs> you don't need to tell everybody about your raw food diet just because they asked for a second slice of pie. Just be pleasant. Be there. Um, so one is be the example. And two, um, if you lead by example, when your friends and family hit threshold in their life and they need help, they will absolutely know who to reach for but not unless you've done the second thing, which is show up from a place of unconditional compassion for them for exactly where they are in life without needing them to change. You know, a lot of people go through this lifetime and die never having someone shown up for them with unconditional compassion and no judgment. And you can actually be that source for the people in your friends and family. Because if you look at your two hands, palms up, you're receiving in your left hand, fill up from your seventh power and Give it in your right hand. You have a seventh power. They don't. Be the source of good in their lives by showing up with unconditional compassion for where they are. And then when they do hit threshold, they'll know who to reach out to. Just implementing that tool. Um, and that also works in your team. Many of us have team members who are an employee mindset. Many of us have team members who do need a lot more certainty than we need. Many of us have team members that we hire for a reason because they love to check the boxes and finish their crap and do their stuff. They're not your seventh power. Stop treating them like they are and everyone will be a lot happier. It's a kerfuffle minimizer. I hope that serves you. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. Nice. <laughs> I think, uh, I, think I, I definitely relate to that, especially earlier on in my personal development entrepreneurial journey when I was like, well, I wouldn't shut up about anything I was doing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, people don't love that. Yeah, yeah. that's the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely found it tough earlier on to be like, how can you not get me? Like, why do you not want to be like this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I understand why people wouldn't want to be like you, Dean, but I think other people like you might have a hard time with that. <laughs> I love you, Dean, and I want to be just like you. <laughs> Thanks, Stacey. If you fancy teaming up to do a podcast, I'm getting rid of James. <laughs> Give me a call, man. Well, uh, well, Stacey, I feel like I also set you on a trajectory to say kerfuffle a lot more once I print it out. <laughs> and yeah. you noticed that too, Dean? Like it just it definitely it's, did. Yeah. Definitely did. It was almost like 
Okay, I'm going to really unleash the kerfuffle Ooh, now. Unleash the kerfuffle. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. That's yeah. on the book list now. Uh, we have a trademark already. We have a, uh, pe- a IP attorney standing by for anything <laughs> comes up with. So I'm probably going to have Yeah. I love it. There you go. Yeah. Um, so one one last uh, one last thought before we go, Stacey. You know, ordinarily, I think relationships, uh, you know, are challenging and they have their ups and downs and all this other stuff. But I feel like sometimes there's an an extra level of difficulty for people who are entrepreneurs, yeah. but their uh, significant other may may yeah. not be. Um, what sort of what sort of advice, especially during the early phases when nothing is proven and somebody looks totally crazy for following a train of thought. What's your advice to that type of couple? Um, and how can they potentially even work with you to, you know, sort of beef up their relationship to make sure it weathers that stuff? Absolutely. And we deal with this every single day, day in and day out. The first thing is for the entrepreneur to understand that this is your personal responsibility and your spouse does not have personal responsibility to fix this. Meaning if they came to me, I could put 100% of the personal responsibility on them. But the entrepreneur is usually one that takes the lead uh, because you have that mindset um, for development. And so and so the first thing is to stop looking for them to change. Um, they're not wired like you. They're not going to be like you. Uh, the second thing is every balloon needs a string. If a balloon doesn't have a string, a, a balloon without a string is garbage. A string without a balloon is also garbage. Um, They probably picked you because you are brighter than the sun, right? You are brilliant and an imagineer and you have vision and you're exciting um, and you're fun and that's totally not them. And they love to watch you do your thing, but they're not trying to be you and you don't need to be them. And so be careful around judgment for wanting someone to be more like you think more like you, or get you on the first pass. Understand that everything that comes out of your mouth, they don't need to agree with it and you don't need their validation in order for you to move forward. They're not wired like you and it's okay. And the second thing is, or maybe it's the fourth thing by now, um, it's really up to us as the entrepreneur uh, to learn the tools and strategies to wrap what we say in a wrapper that's really easy for our partner to digest. When we just start talking alien like we do to each other, to someone who's not an entrepreneur, it can be very disconcerting for that person. They're not sure to be uncertain, to be scared, to be excited, they don't really get it. They're starting to feel bad about themselves because they don't get it. They don't wanna disappoint you, but they're also tired, uh, not understanding. And so you can actually learn some really quick and simple tools to put a wrapper on some of the things you say. That doesn't mean you're compromising, you're not being anything that you're not. Uh, It just means that you're taking the extra effort to pre-frame and deframe the things that you say. Any mastery of influence knows how to pre-frame what they say to allow someone to drop their defenses, then say what needs to be said, and then deframe what they say to wrap it in a wrapper that makes that person feel comfortable. That's what we do in this world. That's what makes us successful entrepreneurs. And that's actually the same exact skill set that it takes to master your relationship with your partner and allow them to be exactly who they are while you get to be exactly who you are. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so awesome. Um, so Stacey, where, um, where can people connect with you to find out more about your tools and how to avoid 
the kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Ding, ding. Um, there's two things you can do. One is I'm doing a two-hour live training class that you can come to totally for free. Just go to relationshipbreakthroughsecrets.com um, and register to come, and it is chock full of game-changing strategies for you. And the second thing is, uh, doors are open for our three-day live immersion event experience relationship breakthrough retreat. It's the largest event we do all year. People fly in from all over the world. We're blessed to serve people in 65 countries today. Um, people wouldn't miss it. This is the fifth year we're doing it. Some of the attendees have been there four, three, two, uh, many events. They wouldn't miss it for the world because it is strategically designed to catapult you forward to the next level in just those three days. There's nothing like a live immersion experience, especially for busy entrepreneurs. You cannot get a breakthrough by drip feeding this stuff. Um, it's a live immersion experience for a reason. Paul and I deliver a breakthrough to you just within those walls. And you can truly up-level your uh, and catapult your relationship forward in just those three days. And your partner doesn't need to be part of the event. Uh, just you can come. Uh, they're welcome to come if they want to, but it's really uh, just designed uh, for you. Um, they don't need to be there. And we would love to see you there. It's at relationshipbreakthroughretreat.com that you can get all the information about this three-day event and register if that speaks to you. James, awesome. I, hope you, uh, I hope you wrote that down because I feel you should go out of the two of us. <laughs> I love it. I love when it's, I hear uh, that from you. I thought, I thought maybe we would sign up and go together. <laughs> <laughs> so you both got everything I said today. <laughs> we did. We're, we're not exactly the fastest learners here, Stacey. It's okay. We um, have an event for that. <laughs> <laughs> Slowlearningsecrets.com for that yeah. one. It's called <laughs> Learning for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so absolutely uh, absolutely amazing having you on the show today, Stacey. Um, for those of you guys who want to attend um, Stacey's uh, uh, free web class, which sounds amazing, go to relationshipbreakthroughsecrets.com. If you want to check out the retreat, go to relationshipbreakthroughretreat.com. Um, Dean, what is the final word from your side of the pond? Kerfuffle. <laughs> but in addition to that, no, I just want to say, like, um, Stacey, it's been amazing, of course. You're such an amazing character and person. Um, and I think anybody would have an amazing time, of course, and breakthroughs, spending more time with you. We've been blessed with only about 30 minutes, and uh, I'm hopeful James is already going to become a better person after this. <laughs> As a wise man once said, Dean, don't count your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely, Stacey. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for putting up with Dean. I know it's not easy. And um, we, uh, we hope to uh, speak with you again in the future. And maybe you'll see us at one of your events awesome. trying to work through our, our issues together. You'll find me ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, uh, everybody. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, tell your friends about Just the Tips. Like we said earlier, we have one entrepreneur and Dean's mom listening, so we need more people. Um, and this is Dave Real signing off with my co-host, Dean Holland, and we will talk with you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day -day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.